What's to like about the Apple Watch Series 5 and the new iPad? Stay tuned and we'll tell you. Plus your hot takes. That and more are all in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. I think life laughed because of I, I'm, I'm yeah, guessing you, it's you because were, of that tweet that I uh, <laughs> your hot so, takes yeah uh, we had a uh, some feedback saying that I should stop saying hot takes what a hot take yes. so, we had a hot take <laughs> saying stop saying hot takes I'm Roman Loyola here with Life Johnson hey, yeah. Michael Simons the guy on the computer he's uh, on the east coast joining us and he's also the guy who did the Apple Watch review, Life did the iPad review, but before we go into that, we have a giveaway to announce. Whoa. Macworld has teamed up with AnyTrans, the iPhone manager that helps users transfer, manage, and back up their iPhone content from one place to give away a free 64 gigabyte space gray iPhone 11 Pro Max to one lucky Macworld reader, along with a lifetime license of AnyTrans. To sign up to win, look for the giveaway on Macworld.com. You can also find the link to the entry form in the show notes of this podcast. The contest runs through Tuesday, October 15th until 11.59 p.m. Pacific. We'll announce the winner on the Macworld podcast at 10 a.m. Pacific on Wednesday, October 16th. And add Macworld to your spam filter because it often, when, <laughs> when we send out the winners, they often end up there and no one knows. Yeah, that's the thing. Check your spam filter because we went through one where, you know, we we went through like five people. I think we gave like a two-week window yeah. or three-week, you know, to respond. So that's how long we had to wait right. to give away this iPhone. It was yeah. like in two months. Yeah. Because, so, yeah. yeah, the last time we did this contest with any trans, we selected a winner. <laughs> That winner never responded to us. And then we selected another winner, and I think that never person responded. never responded to us. <laughs> For then, some reason, every every prescription uh, a prescription medicine <laughs> spam gets through, but Macworld doesn't. Right, I know. So if you're, we don't know if what you, we did to the spam filters, but they don't like us. Yeah, so if you do plan to enter, configure your spam filters on your email appropriately. Um, <laughs> but yeah, give it a try. We posted earlier in this this week the review for the Series 5 Apple Watch. Mike did a re- complete review of it. Mike has seen several different wearables, like from Fitbit and from... From Samsung and LG and Momfoy and all sorts of Wear OS hybrids and various iterations of things. Yeah, and your conclusion basically is compared to all of those and even compared to, we'll throw in the past... Apple yeah. watches that this series five. I was coming from a series three. Well, not coming from. I don't. I don't, I don't wear any watch religiously every day. I, I, I kind of filter or, or uh, kind of cycled through a bunch of different ones. But the one that the Apple Watch I have is the series three, which was already pretty much better than anything I've used otherwise. Mm-hmm. The closest is probably there's a the Fitbit's newest watch, the Versa Two. Is you know it's pretty good. It's a very very good fitness tracker and has an OLED screen and always on display. It looks nice, fits nice, but as a smartphone or, or I'm sorry, as a smart watch, it's 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 woefully lacking. You know you can't you can't do the things that you can do using Wear OS or Watch OS. You just they don't they don't have that capability. You know there's there's very limited message support. Uh, phone support, app support for sure is is you know very very small. So that's that was kind of the gold standard. Other than Apple Watch Series Three, and I was expecting you know Series Five to be you know just kind of a, a continuation of that. I hadn't used the Series Four big screen watch yet, and oh my god, it is so much better. It's like it. it I mean that what we're talking about I don't know, two millimeters around whatever it is one millimeter, but it's it makes a huge difference that extra the extra screen that the the, the rounded corners on the edge of the display how the dis, how the screen fills the body of the watch it's just awesome and the always on display on series 5 is you know it's it's transcendent it's it's they did such a good job with it as far as how it seamlessly switches from one to the next what you can use it for like the you know the time and the complications and how those things still work 
And the battery life is what you'd expect, that 18 to 22 hour range that they've promised from day one. It's still there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had issues. I still have issues. I think that a smartwatch should last three days at least, maybe even five. But, you know, if you're okay with that 18 hour range, which is what Apple has given from day one, uh, Series 5 is just awesome. So the major new feature is what is, is yeah, it the always that's, on? Nah, I mean, that's that's yeah. pretty much it. There's a compass. There's a, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the compass is cool. Yeah. I opens it up and I could tell where north compass. is, but I don't, I'm not a hiker. I'm, I'm never ever going <laughs> to use that. No, uh, yeah, no one's ever said to me, yeah. oh, I wish the Apple Watch had a, I mean, a compass. I, I not think, that it's a trivial it's, yeah, feature. Yeah, I think it's probably useful for a lot of people. It, it, but it not, is, yes. just not provided it works actually out in the middle of nowhere. Well, so it, it, it uses a sensor on the watch, so I would think it should work Good. no matter. It doesn't. It's not. It's not conditional on LTE or Wi-Fi or anything like that. So it shouldn't matter. Good. So yeah, I, I opened it up and it worked. You know, it's cool. It's, it's well designed. It looks like a compass. <laughs> you know, it moves. Yeah. You can see. You can watch it. The needle moves and blah blah blah. There's the there's the noise app, which is also on Series Four that. Um, tests or records or or monitors the decibels in a room which is also something that i'm probably not going to use that often but you know somebody will and it's pretty cool that your watch my watch can do that and it certainly seemed accurate or at the very least it's it's a it's a real-time reading so what does it do if it go you go over that noise does it tap yeah you it gives something? you a little vibration and, and it pops up on the screen it says that if you listen to this at this level for an extended period of time, you could damage your hearing. And it's, you know, it's fine. If you're in, uh, if you work in construction or something like that, you might, you know, it might be useful. Yeah, the noise app seems like the kind of thing that someone at Apple just happened, just worked on because it was a cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it was a elegant enough uh, execution that they said, oh, why don't we just put it on the watch? <laughs> and, and I wrote this in my review, so just a simple little app like that is so far ahead of anything that's on Wear OS. The the integration, the, the the seamlessness between the hardware and the software is just unsurpassed on Apple Watch series, on all of them, but particularly this this newer model. And, it, you know, it was smart. I know they did it because of the larger screen and everything, but the, the reason that, you know, that they kept the better watch faces for these newer watches, the Series 4 and Series 5, because I have to admit that's the main thing, that's the main reason why I would like to get a Series 4 or a Series 5, because I'm still in the 3, is, yeah, they yeah. have those better Yeah, there's, watch a, there's a whole bunch of them, yeah. a handful of them, Gradient, Meridian, a bunch of them are exclusive to those larger screens, what they were designed specifically for the, the bigger screen devices. And... And they looked a lot better, like, like almost like the Hermes yes, one, where it's a little absolutely. bit more classy. And, you know, yeah. on Series, when, when Series 4 came out, they had a bunch of watch faces that were designed for that face as well. And they brought them to the earlier watches, and the experiences, or the visual experience, is just, it's, it's, it's not so great. It's way better when you have that full screen, um, you know, that full screen experience. Could you explain how the always-on watch face yeah. works? Because I think... For people who are unfamiliar, I think maybe there's this impression that always on means that your watch face is there and it's always on, but it's not well, no, it really. Is. So, all right, let's. It say is always have, on, but let's it's, say you have, um, like for example, the there's conditions yeah, there, there, to it. There are conditions. So let's say you're using that new California face, which is a it's a it's 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 a full screen watch face with um, you know little ticks like there's a triangle for the twelve, and you know it has like a, like a classic design. So when that's on, you can choose your color and you can choose your, your complications. And when you're looking at it, when your wrist is raised, you know, that's what you see. You see what you've set. When you lower your wrist and the always on goes on, it turns to a black face. It dims the, um, you know, the uh, uh, numbers and the uh, hash marks a little bit. It takes away the second hand, so there's no animation. And it only updates the complications that you've chosen uh, by the minute. So whereas when you're looking at it, you'll see uh, complications and you'll see the second hand going around and things like that. It, it shuts all that down, which it has to, or else you'll destroy your battery life. And it also dims things, but not to the point where you can't see it. And certainly not to the point where you can't see it in sunlight. So you can still, it's, it's still a very visible display. So when you're, when your watch is on and you're just walking around and people look at your wrist, it looks like you're wearing a regular watch or, or a traditional watch 
No longer do you have that black screen. And it's just sitting there. Now how does it how bright is it in a the movie theater? Uh it's not it's not so it's it, it isn't very bright at all. But okay. um I found that I I like the way I was using it more like I because mm-hmm. the screen was there, I, I I guess I raised my wrist more often than I did on the older watches. So I actually turned off uh, a lift to lift to wake. So it would stop going on because it was, I felt that it was going on too often and I didn't like it would, the um, regular watch page would, would go on when I didn't need it to. Like if I just wanted to look at the time, I would raise my wrist and then the, the thing would go on and I thought, I don't need that anymore. So I took that off and I found that, you know, whether, whether, whether I was sleeping or in a dark theater or wherever, it was, you know, very, very dim and certainly not distracting to people around me. Did that help the battery life? It did. Yeah. So I, I, I wrote this in my review. So I got a, I, I got about 20 hours with everything on, always on, on, and the uh, ra- uh, lift to wake on. When I turned off lift to wake, I got about 24. When I turned off mm-hmm. everything, lift to wake and always on, I got about 36. So clearly the those two things are eating away some uh, battery life, a uh, significant amount of battery life. Well, I think that basically just convinced me to get one. Uh, yeah. was, I mean, the, the battery life is good. I still want, like, on my Fitbit Versa, uh, uh, Versa 2, if I keep always on on, I can get three and a half days of battery life. If I shut it off, I get five days. And that's what I want to see. That's the breakthrough I want to see on Apple Watch. I mean, granted, the Apple Watch is doing way more stuff than the Versa 2. But um, it's still, you know, the Versa 2 is still doing heartbeat and steps and, uh, you know, st- uh, stair climbing and all that other stuff in, in the background. But, um, you know, Apple Watch has way more complications and way more customization and things like that. And I'm hoping that Series 6 brings like a massive increase in battery life, like jump from a day and a half. Oh, I'm sorry, jump from 18 hours to like two and a half days. Were you using the smaller one or the bigger one, like the forty millimeter and the smaller? Okay. Did you think it was too big? Because I've actually been thinking. Yeah, about I mean, the I didn't one. think it was too big, but I also could see myself going down to the forty millimeter. I had the forty-two on the series three, and it mm-hmm. did not feel that much bigger at all. I mean, it's only it's it's, it's a millimeter all around. So it's right. it's unless you have them side by side, you don't really feel it. But um. Yeah, I mean, I don't think. I mean, I, I would, I would go and try them on because I think the, 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 that okay. those four millimeters might might make a big difference in how it looks, how it feels on your wrist. I might do that today. And it's also cool that Apple still supports every single band ever made for Apple Watch. Like that's a that's an unsung yes. feature. Yeah. That that's that's really cool that they do that. And it's funny, that's one of the main reasons I'm still thinking about getting a bigger one, because I have that $9 Milanese <laughs> loop that has lasted for like a year. I, I, I use that too. I, I, I have a black one that I actually used in, when I took photos of it, because it looks nice, and yeah, it was cheap. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I, I have no mm-hmm. complaints with that. I thing, so, yeah, yeah I, I have to admit, I think I underestimated the popularity of watch yeah. bands, uh-huh. yes. and they are Absolutely. really popular. And Apple, I think, knows that, and so that's why they don't yes. want to change the method of or, or yeah, anything about the, the, the watch the method, bands, the size, how they the shape, work. all that. Stuff. And I, yeah. I mean, at, at, at least not point, yet. They will. At some point, they're going to have to change it. Whether mm-hmm. it's like they need to make it change the size to accommodate more battery or something like that, they're going to have to change it sooner or later. But as it stands, they've made it bigger. They've made it thinner. They've changed the heart rate sensor, and they haven't messed with that band support, which is, you know, commendable. Yeah. And I do think that design is, I to their credit, is pretty pretty timeless yeah, as far as the band. It is. The band, that's second to none. I mean, I've used, mm-hmm. I don't know how many of these things with pins and snaps, and yeah, Apple's is so nice. Press that little button, it slides out. It never comes loose if you, unless you, you specifically want to take it off your wrist. It's It's awesome. The main feature is the always-on face. Uh, secondary feature is uh, compass, I guess. Compass. <laughs> <The> compass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of uh, it. The battery life. 
basically no. the same. It's an issue. It's the same, but you're you're doing more with it. Like if you if you go to right, if you, you go back to the series three way of doing things, you'll get about about a full day. Like like I'm talking straight through. Like I wore it to sleep, and I wore it till it till it physically died, and I got 24 hours. I have to admit, I'm getting to the point where my three, where that you know, I'm not wearing it right now. Where that that is the the charging is starting to annoy me. So yeah, that, that's. Yes. Uh, yeah, one reason why I'm gonna do it. Yeah. And um, the one thing I, the one feature I missed from the Fitbit, and mm-hmm. well, well, Wear OS doesn't really support it either, but the Fitbits have stellar sleep tracking. And Apple, oh Apple yes, there still is no sleep tracking. Yeah, on the you Apple can download Watch. third-party apps. I used uh, Sleep Plus. No native. Right, no sleep native tracking, sleep tracking. Yeah. I used Sleep Plus Plus, and it was fine. Like it was good. But it's not the like Fitbit shows you the the, the REM and your deep. I mean, it, it's it's it, they, they have these thing called like they, they call them sleep stages, and they really break down like the quality and the type of your sleep. And that's I, I'd like to see Apple get into that. So you would require that kind of detail and in depth uh, analysis require requires a native app. Well, I don't think it requires it. I think Apple doesn't allow developer access like I like see. the type right. of access to to the sensors that you would need because you know you need yeah. to really monitor that the heart rate and the uh fit also the oxygen levels and there, there there's going to be a lot more that the watch needs to do to get that level of precision when you're talking about sleep like for example the sleep plus plus app i'm not 100 percent sure i i guess it's 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 monitoring heart rate i guess but it was consistently a little bit off like it had me waking up at sometimes a half hour before I did, or sleeping an hour later, like it wasn't as accurate or dead on as uh, Fitbit is. And I think to get that level of precision, you need to, you know, really kind of tap into those sensors at a system level. And it feels like at this point, Apple would come out with a native sleep tracker before extended battery life. So it seems like when they do really sleep tracking. You're gonna to have to figure out a way to charge it. Maybe, um, maybe it'll be a Series Six feature where they double the battery life and also introduce sleep tracking. And on older watches, you'll have so, to, you know, charge it. And that's one way to showcase the the extended battery life. I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of another feature that's missing right now from um, from the Apple. I, I mean, there's always on display was a big one, and they they just solved that. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I can think of that's that's really kind of glaringly, obviously not there is uh, sleep tracking. When they an- announced the Series Five watch, I immediately went, "Oh, I'm going to buy that." And then I kind of calmed down <laughs> for a little bit mm-hmm. and said, "All right, I'm not going to buy it, but I'm still tempted to to buy it, even even though I I, I have the Series Four and I like it." Mm-hmm. And oh, you could trade that I, in for a couple hundred bucks, I'm sure. Probably. But, you know, because of what we do, I tend to keep the stuff yeah. for, like, mm-hmm. archival purposes, right. whatever. And it's nice for comparisons and stuff. Yeah, Especially for like comparisons. Uh, the, yeah. I, don't, I, I never use the Series 4, don't have one. But um, it's the same chip. It's the same OS. Yeah. It's many of the same watch faces and apps and features. The only thing that you're, that's really different between the two is that um, always on display. Like, other, other, otherwise... Yeah. The, even the, the the sensors, they're all pr- pretty much the same. The, the compass is new, but um, they're, yeah. they're, they're, Apple didn't really update the uh, the internal specs much. Yeah. I was thinking about not getting one, but I write enough about the Apple Watch that I probably <laughs> should. So yeah, it's a big current. Yes. And I, I did not test the uh, LTE version, but um, as far as Apple says, it's this, it works the same as it did on the three and the four. I, I will say about that, if you're ever wondering about that, it depends on where you are. You know, if you're active and you go out hiking and stuff, maybe. But I, I've been paying for that thing. And it's, you know, with San Francisco taxes, it's like, what was it, like $15 mm-hmm. a month or something like that? Yeah. And since I'm never out of the city, I, you know, I I, I like getting out of the city, but I don't I didn't know if it happened. Uh, yeah, I don't really need it. It's because my phone's always almost always yep. there anyway. So I would think long and hard before, you know, because it's technically with Verizon, I think it's nine ninety nine a month. But with San Francisco taxes, it's like fifteen or sixteen. So yeah, it's I would think long and hard about if you think the LTE. Is yeah, the, the only the only reason why you would really need it is if you plan on leaving your phone at home often. I mean, yeah. and, and most of us don't really do right. that. So. Mm-hmm. 
even if you don't have an iPhone, like you can't, like it's it's not something you can do. Like I, I use an Android phone most of the year. The LTE is useless for me. Like I, I still need an iPhone to hook it up and to have it syncing with. So you can't even buy, uh-huh. uh, you know, add on to your plan and use it as a standalone device yet. You, 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 you that doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah, so check out Mike's review on our website. We also have another review that we posted this morning. Leif has been spending most of his time with the new 10.2-inch iPad, which he has in his hands right now. Is it, is it a 10.2-inch iPad, Leif? <laughs> yes, it, it totally is, yes. By diagonal screen size, yes. <laughs> Basically, Leif, the iPad... I don't want to downplay it mm-hmm. because it's not a whole lot different no. from its predecessor, but it's still a really good device. Yes, it is. Yeah. And th- th- that was the, like my angle. I was trying to come up, you know, with, with, it didn't, I didn't actually even think that hard long about it. I was trying to think of it an angle because this is a boring upgrade <laughs> since last year. It, it, I mean, if you already have one, this is what I say this in my first paragraph. There is no reason for you to get this one. There is absolutely no reason for it to get this. However, if you are new to the Apple ecosystem or somebody wants to get a new iPad or something like that. You have an older one. Yes, exactly. Especially with Apple Arcade out and coming out and everything like that. This is a wonderful device. Now, what it is by attaching the smart connector, they made the screen a little larger. By the way, physically, this isn't the screen size and stuff. This is the, pretty much the exact same size as the iPad Air. It's a little thicker. I mean, we're like talking a really little thicker. But basically, you can put this on top of the iPad Air and you're not going to be able to tell them apart. And uh, But uh, this, this screen the display is actually a little larger on the ipad air but yeah same processor a10 apparently i got a bump up from two gigs to three gigs according to uh, i fix it but uh, i in benchmark saw zero difference it might be able to handle more apps or something but the first one was already good about that and you know that was one of the things i was saying about in my ipad pro review is like there's not a lot of apps that really demand that type of power from like the a12x and stuff so it's you know most of the stuff you're going to be fine. I ran all kind of Apple Arcade games on there. I, you know, tried to make some movies on here. I used Procreate. Everything worked great. Um, so the thing is, is so you know, I keep bringing up Apple Arcade because with that, I've seen a lot of people who traditionally are not in the Apple ecosystem saying, you know, what is a good cheap device that I can get into that's you know will last a while and stuff like that. And this is your answer by putting the smart connector on there, by making the screen larger and everything. You've, you know, it also now has uh, Apple Pencil support, as do all current iPads. Uh, has iPad OS 13, which is greatly improved for productivity. You know, there's not a lot of reason, unless you really need a lot of power, like maybe you're gonna use Photoshop or something, to not to choose this over another device. The Mini and the Air both have more power. Um, so if you wanna be a little bit more future-proof, I would get those, and they're not that much more expensive. But uh, as far as an all-around good device, it is it is actually excellent. And as I said, the prices on these go down quickly. Uh, it's three twenty nine right now if you start off with the thirty two gigabytes. But uh, you know, I covered deals for MacWorld Apple stuff. I can tell you, like with last year's nine point seven inch, it was already dropping to like three hundred within the first three months or something. So it's you know you're going to be seeing seeing deals on this pretty quickly. But this is an excellent starter entry. Now keep in mind that I believe the keyboard, the smart keyboard. Costs like $159 yeah. or something like that. So that, that's what you're adding on to that. Yeah. It's nice because it's really thin. A lot of third-party cases aren't thin. And you see so you also have a keyboard on this. But, eh, it's you know, there's more satisfying key travel and stuff like this from Zag and everything. So I don't know if I would consider – you know it, it's nice. And, the you know, I talked about this in the review. Smart connector hasn't really taken off, I think, the way Apple wanted it to. There are some other – there are some other attachments, but basically, as I said in my review, it's basically a smart keyboard. That's what you use them for. And uh, so, you know, that would be more interesting if they were, you know, you know, if there were more attachments for it. So that it's basically you got a better, bigger screen size and has a smart connector. It's kind of like what we were talking about with the Apple Watch. Those are the big, the big improvements. But uh, overall, though, it is an excellent starter, you know, Low cost. I, I, I lately I've gotten the impression that the iPad is now what Apple considers its low cat cost laptop line, and with iPad S thirteen, that's a little bit more realistic than it used to be. But um, yeah, and technically it is a boring upgrade. But there's now with the stuff that they've added on here, there's very little on here 
that makes you feel like you're missing out from the other stuff. You don't have a laminated display. You don't have ProMotion, which is uh, brings this refresh rate up to 120 hertz. Makes a little bit more fluid scrolling and stuff like this. But uh, uh, you know, still, you know, unlike the pros, you got these big bezels, which is starting to look kind of old and everything. But uh, it's a good device. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would highly recommend it if you're looking for someone to get it. I also say in my review, though, if you really are not looking, you know, for like the smart keyboard attachment, and you just want the same device, uh, you know, to play Apple Arcade games or Apple TV, get last year's 9.7 inch iPad. <laughs> it's it usually sells for about 250 now, <laughs> and uh, aside from the smart connector and little bit smaller screen, it's it's basically the same device. So if you want to save some money. That's really what you're looking for. I would still get last year's, but uh, but this this is a nice. I think Apple, you know, like they lowered the phones prices this year. I think they're doing some. You know, people aren't giving them enough credit for actually trying to make the low end, as it goes for Apple anyway, more enticing. And I think this is more evidence. Of yeah, that. the difference between this and the Air is 0.3 inches. The A12, the A12 yes. processor versus the A10. And is there? I assume there's more base storage on the air, but I don't. Know, I don't know that off the top of my head. Yes, it starts off at 64 okay. on the air. These start at the 32. 32 is, 30, 30 is plenty yeah. for most people. Yes, I believe I got every single Apple Arcade. Okay, there, there you so go. That's good. So I mean, uh, to upgrade the 170 bucks for the iPad Air, that's a hard justification. Yeah. Right, and. The processor is considerably faster. You get more storage room, but in normal practice, yeah. you know, like I said, it future proofs it. Yeah. You, you know, the, it'll be better for longer. But you know, right now, speaking today, you know, twenty nineteen, you're not going to notice that much of a difference. Yeah. If you want to get last year's model, uh, you can probably find it like in Amazon. Mm-hmm. Look for the sixth generation iPad. Uh, I was checking Apple's refurbishing clearance store. Right now, they only have a gold six-generation Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. uh, hundred twenty-eight gigabyte iPad for three twenty-nine. That's the that's the extra um, storage. Yeah, it has extra storage. So, because like you said, the base is sixty-four. 30, uh, this has 32. thirty-two or thirty-two. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and then uh, this has one hundred twenty-eight for three twenty-nine. Mm-hmm. But that's the only Wi-Fi one that they have in the refurb and clearance store. The other ones have Wi-Fi and cellular, and they're over $400. Like, I was doing some price checks yesterday on the 9.7-inch from last year, and for weeks it was at that 250 price. But for some reason, like yesterday, they brought it back up to 329 mm. So, But my point is, is you, it's probably going to yeah, go and back Black, Black Friday is just soon. around the yeah. corner. These things will all be on sale. Oh God! You probably get one of those things for like yeah. two hundred bucks yeah, at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm thinking of using the iPad as a laptop replacement, mm-hmm. what kind of user is that ideal for? Well, see, as a writer th- with iPad OS 13, you could probably get away from it. See, I used to work solely off of an iPad uh, back, I think iOS 11 maybe and stuff like that. It was pretty annoying. Uh, iPad OS 13 makes it a little bit easier. You can stick in thumb drives and stuff like that. So if you're, you know, I don't want to bemean or you know diminish our profession any, but you know, if you're if you're mainly just writing and stuff like that, it's it's decent. And I know some people already do that, and they'll proudly talk about it on, you know, Twitter and stuff. And I'm sorry, guys, I kind of roll my eyes. But uh, but if you need to do like precision stuff, like you know, you're working on video, you you can you can use video on like this, but. It's so much easier with a real mouse. You can use a mouse now, but uh, if uh, and you can you oh and you know you can actually make custom file folders now with iPadOS 13. You can you know you, you can actually you know have a file system kind of like what you do on your Mac. That is super nice. You couldn't used to do that, which means like if I go to like a press a media event and they give me a thumb drive, and so long as I have the Lightning dongle for it, uh, you know I can plug that in and because this is still just Lightning port only. Uh, you know, I could plug that in and just download it immediately to my Mac. And it won't just go straight to photos. I can tell it where to go. That is super nice. But precisions, it de- like I said, it depends on what you're doing. If that's just what you're doing, that kind of thing, even if you're like maybe working on Excel or something, you're not just a writer, that'll work. But, you know, real nitty gritty video editing, photo editing, you're probably still going to want a Mac. Uh, something like that high 
performance, I need to be ultra precise about stuff. There's yeah, also something to be said, said for the ability to use a MacBook on your lap. <laughs> yes. That's my that's my biggest that's problem. You have to be the, 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 the Surface, I have the same issue with. It's, it's not mm-hmm. easy to use. You know, you, uh, with a MacBook or any PC laptop, you open it up, you start typing, yeah. you close it, you go. It's tricky to use the iPad on anything but a table. And I... Even with this, see, this is first of all another thing here. If if you like to have multiple tilted, this is this is the only configuration yeah, you can do it in. It has to be in this site, yeah. So uh, yeah, and you know, I kind of realized when I was doing this how much I miss having a palm rest, and uh, so there, there's mouse, that. Mouse the keyboard is, you get isn't great. Yes, it, it isn't. It, it's it's like I said in the review. It's 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 yeah. wonky. It works, but it's meh. yeah. I mean, it's clear that Apple <laughs> isn't. That's not something that they want people to buy the iPad for. It's for special right. cases, accessibility reasons, not for I want to use a mouse with this application. And as I've written editorials on that, and I still believe that really diminishes the iPad's use as a productivity tool. But it is significantly better than it used to be. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you guys are watching, but uh, Microsoft came out with uh, Surface Surface Neo. They're calling it. They didn't come out with it. They showed it off. It's not coming out until the end of next year. But it's it's. Oh uh, really? It's not. Yeah, it's, it's it's not shipping till holiday 2020. They say, and you know, as we know with these things in the tech world, we don't know if that's actually a solid date. But for now, it's at least a year away. And what it is is it's basically taking. Um, a surface and adding another surface next to it. So there's two screens with a hinge in the middle. It's this isn't a folding screen in the sense of the galaxy <laughs> fold. There's there's a there's a gap in the middle. And it's meant mainly for kind of replicating that dual screen PC experience where you set up two monitors and you drag work back and forth and you don't necessarily use them as one expansive space, but you put mm-hmm. some things over here, some things over there. You create workspaces, things like this. And, um, you know, it's a it's a cool look at where these things are going. And I absolutely think, yeah. and I've said this for a long time, that Apple somewhere has a device like that in the works, that they're trying to figure out, okay, what's the, what's the iteration here? What's the next step? We have the iPad, we have the Mac. These things have to, at some point, converge. And what does that look like? And, you know, I, I tell you, the, the Surface Neo, and they also came out with a Surface Duo, which is a phone that's basically a smaller version of that same situation where you have two screens together. They fold open and they fold closed. And you can use it mm-hmm. in, you know, you can either flip it around and use it as a, as a small screen or you can open it and use it as two big screens. And I think that rather than what Samsung and Huawei and a few others are doing, with this folding OLED that's granted very cool to look at, but not great when you're dealing with things that can break. I think right. the, yeah. the the dual screen with the maybe, you know, we can get that, that, that middle hinge down to maybe a millimeter or two where it's barely perceptible. I think that if we ever see a folding dual type display from Apple, that's it's going to be closer to what Microsoft showed off today than samsung is trying to push see this is one thing i'm always saying about apple stuff and i strongly believe this apple doesn't like you know people you know critics say it breaks and stuff not really that apple doesn't really like to have breakable stuff that's why they have stuff like the smart connector yeah, they, yeah. parts, Google, that can break parts off. are, are you an know. anathema to apple <laughs> they do not like yes it. exactly and and they have it has a friggin' hinge. They would do away with the hinge on the MacBook. They could. They could. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I mean, they yes. already kind of done away with it. It's it's a lot more refined than they it it, it was in earlier models. And that that design by its very is is prone to breaking. And I I don't I can't that you know Apple would really have to come up with some genius forward thinking thing for that to even for them to even consider releasing something about that do a real quick digression here you were talking when you were talking about the multitasking and the windows that made me think uh another problem with using the ipad as a productivity tool you know they have improved multitasking in there you can use multiple windows for split uh, multiple apps for split view meaning you know you could have two you know you could have one app 
with multiple split view windows. However, you're still just using two windows. So that's nice if you're using something focused, like you're using a website and then you're writing over on one side and you're writing on the right side. But if you like work like I do at my desk where you have like six different windows open and you pull from them and click from them, you can't do that on an iPad. If that is your workflow and it is my workflow, yes, an iPad is not ideal for yeah, that. Yeah, and the, like so, you don't have the floating window thing that you get on a Mac. I mean, they're very, they're very static. Exactly. Uh, Mike, do you happen to know what the size is of the of the Microsoft Neo? Yeah, the the Neo is uh, thirteen inches, and the so it's when when it's when it's, it's open. basically two six and a half inch. Yeah, two six. Uh, and I'm and a half sorry, inch I'm screens. talking about the, uh, the 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 okay. The Duo, Duo. is two thirteen inch screens. Okay, and the, the all right. Let me just let this over. <laughs> the duo which is the phone sized one is a 5.6 inch screen there's two of them so you open that up and it's about 11 inches 11 inch tablet the neo i think is 13 i gotta i gotta double check that i didn't write that article and i didn't i haven't gotten the chance yeah, and it's written. not in the article. That's the, why I was the, the one that that was written. I didn't. Oh, oh, we don't. We don't have it in there. All right. So, yeah. Uh, can you t can you tell by how it's like like the pictures? Like how big is it? Well, there's a picture of the Microsoft guy holding it, and it looks. I would say it looks like two, two seven inch screens, maybe fourteen inches. It's hard to tell what you know. It's hard to, hard to scale, I guess. And there's also a thing called the uh, Wonder Bar. Yeah, that's on the new. That's new like year. a little. It's a, so it's a little keyboard that attaches to a little Bluetooth keyboard, and that flips around, and so it it, it cuts the screen kind of in half. So the half, the bottom half, would be a hard a, a, a hardware keyboard. A physical keyboard and then the top would be like a trackpad or kind of similar to like a larger touch bar where it shows you like emoji and little shortcuts that you might want to use for the app that you're using on the upper screen <laughs> it's it's it, it's less confusing when you see it <laughs> yeah so if i'm understanding this correctly when you have the neo and you want to use it as a laptop you're not looking at both screens you have one screen down and one screen up is that correct yeah you can use it you can use it in any configuration you want but that's that's one of them for okay. sure yeah that's one of, okay so it's not there so there are multiple configurations. okay okay it, it, it opens it. Th three uh, so it's uh two two nine inch screens that's the that's the view that's yeah. two nine inch screens. so it opens okay. 360 degrees so you can use it you know, flat on the table, you can flip it around and use it like a Chromebook where you just, you know, you, you have the keyboard, you have the one screen in the back and the other screen in the front. So it's just a one, like a tablet, or you can mm -hmm. open it up and use it like a laptop, either with a virtual keyboard or with a hardware, hardware keyboard that um, attaches to it. So there's a whole bunch of different configurations that they've, um, that they're rolling out for this thing, but that's not shipping till next year either. So we're, we're a yeah. long way off here. As far as you know, yeah. you know, a year in tech time is like a decade or else. Yeah, a it's, yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Apple responds to. Yeah, this. and you know, this is Microsoft. So. Microsoft spectacularly failed with with Windows Phone, and and Steve Ballmer laughed at the iPhone and all that stuff. And you know, for them to say, "All right, you know what? We're ready to do this again." This time with Android. Yeah, it's a it's a full Android based phone. It doesn't run Windows. It runs. Um, I assume it'll be Android 11 at that point, but I don't know. They're 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 working with Google on developing the way you know apps and optimizations and the navigation and all that stuff for this device, just like Samsung did with the Galaxy Fold. So you know some apps will work well, some apps will work better than others. You know, but you can you can rest assured that Office, <clears throat> Office. Excel, Word, all the all the Microsoft Surface applications will be rock solid on this device. I'd have to look more at that. Yeah, I want I want to admit something here. Uh, I've said this in the office before. It's like I admire I admire Google and stuff and everything. Like that. Microsoft bores me to heck. Uh, it's, I mean, you know, they have some good ideas and stuff, but it's always just like the very staid office stuff. So it's good to see yeah, them trying to do some exciting stuff. And the, the 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 duo yes. was a complete surprise. Like nobody. <laughs> Like it was uh -huh. one of those things like, 
wow, like they actually kept a secret from the from the tech press. Like we had right. no idea that was coming. So it's probably because they were so poor and nobody wanted Maybe. to look. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I do agree. Microsoft has a reputation for being very businessy, and uh, this was a it was a fun event. And the the, the surface is by far and away their their most exciting line. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is this is some cool stuff. I mean, stuff we haven't seen before. Stuff that um, you know, we'll, we'll see. It's a long way off, but we'll see that, that Microsoft's yeah. leading the conversation here. It's, it's 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 interesting. And let's not forget they're the most valuable yeah. company in the world. I mean, they're 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 yes, they're a they big are. player here. So a, a phone is the one thing that they've that they're you know they're they're missing in their product matrix. They don't have anything. So. They don't necessarily. They don't necessarily need it. You're right, but mobile is pretty big, so we'll see. We'll see what what how it runs. Hopefully, um, I can fight our PC guy Mark Hackman over who gets to review it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll have a cage match. (laughs) Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how Apple responds. They won't respond immediately. They may may not respond. They might never <laughs> respond. Cook and Phil Schiller might be so. running that on loop and laughing their ass off for all I know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> right. So, I mean, they got billions of iPhone users. They, you know, they can set their own pace with their own users. Yeah, so sure. they're, they're not that yeah, worried. I, I don't think Apple is worried that iPhone users are going to switch en masse to service people. Yeah. Not to mention, we don't even know how much it costs. It could be $3,000. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a next generation device, so it's not going to be eight hundred bucks. Now it's time for your hot, hot takes. <laughs> we love hearing from you. Let us know what you're thinking via email at podcast at macworld dot com, or you change can contact that to hot takes through Twitter. <laughs> I should change it to hot takes at macworld dot com. I could probably just add yeah. that as a. Uh, I'll I'll ask our our IT guys. Uh, You can also contact us through Twitter. That's at Macworld, not at Hot Takes. (laughs) And check you. And then uh, you can also contact us on our uh, Facebook page. Uh, These are the comments that caught our eye this week. A couple comments from an article that Dan Morin wrote about the Apple TV. His premise basically was, Apple TV seems like the we're talking about the hardware here, yeah. not necessarily the the plus service. The plus service has gotten a lot of uh, run lately, but the hardware, you know, how old is that? Four K, uh, uh, two TV years, I think. Now? Two years yeah, old, I think two. Which is kind of on, I guess, Apple's typical pace, but they haven't really done much to upgrade the hardware, and Apple TV services are now being on being included on TVs and other devices. So he was basically wondering about the status of Apple TV hardware. Uh, maybe the writing's on the wall for Apple TV hardware. Um, I got to say, I was playing, you know, and Dan brings this up. I was playing Apple Arcade. It's like a new console in my apartment. It's. I feel like I should write something about that because it, it, Apple Arcade is wonderful on the Apple TV. It's a perfect fit. And, uh, it, you know, and so especially when you get, you, I don't even, you see, I don't even think they need to do, they just need to remind people that Apple TV 4K exists. And it's like, here's this awesome object that you can play this at home. And, you know, you can, especially with the games, you can keep playing it on your iPad or your iPhone. And, uh, yeah, it, it's it's really wonderful. It's like playing my Switch or something. I, Better in, in my house, I, I have... Um... Pretty much all stream. Not, not pretty much. I, I have a. I have a. I've, I've cut the cord, as they say. So I'm. I'm all streaming, and I have. I have Roku. I have Android TV. I have Fire TV, and I have Apple TV, all hooked up to various televisions in my house. And always, if I have the option, I'm going to Apple TV. It is the best, far and away. It's executed better. Uh, streaming set top box, whatever you call it. I mean the interface, the 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 speed, the ease of use. Even just something, just just the quality of it. It's. I mean, I don't care if it's two years old. I would not. I do not want to see it go away. It is. So I can't. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's the best interface experience. Even just. So I use the same app. I use a, a AT and T now. I have which was Directv. Now that's my that's uh-huh. my TV service. When I use it on the Fire TV, it stutters. It drops. I I lose a picture. The menu doesn't show up. 
you know, not all the time, but sometimes Apple TV, fine. It's always fine. Mm-hmm. As in, uh, one of the things that people do hate about the Apple TV 4K is usually that controller. Uh, I, you, you know how you can use uh, PS4 DualShock 4 with games on Apple Arcade? You can also use it to control the Apple TV, yeah, yeah. which is so and, yeah, amazing. Any number of universal remotes work as well. You don't, you don't have, you're not, you're not yes. stuck with that remote. The only thing that I would like to see in an Apple TV 4K 2, whatever you call it, a, a, a revised model is Siri support through a microphone on the box. So I can I say, see. hey, Siri, oh, my day's going to go on, sorry. I can I can say something and it's going to respond to me, like 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 I do with um, the Fire TV. You know, when I ask it a question, it doesn't matter if I'm using it or whether it's on or not. It it, it it hears me and it responds. Whereas I don't even use Siri on the Apple TV because I don't use the Apple TV remote. At VG Clint on Twitter agrees with you, Mike. He says that he'll take Apple TV any day of the week and twice on Sunday over the competition. Unlike the Fire and Roku devices he's tried, his Apple TV consistently works very well and the UI is great. He also prefers to use them over the slow and clunky interface of smart TVs. Yeah, oh, smart TVs are, I've never met one that's good. <laughs> they're, all, they're all very confusing, very clunky. It's not, it's not a good experience. At Yes, Yep, Yeah, Yeah <laughs> on Twitter says that he's worried as well. The fact that these new smart TVs with Apple TV app built in have more functionality through HomeKit than an actual Apple TV already <laughs> sounds alarm bells. But if there's no new Apple TV hardware announced next month, things are not looking good. I mean, the, 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 the question I have for Dan or whoever is saying that is like, what, with the exception of what I just said about Siri. What else do we need? A, a better processor? That's what I was they're thinking. Not gonna I just think they just remind they're me. They're not going to update it just to have a better processor. Because it's not, I, I ne- like it doesn't feel slow. It doesn't do, I mean, like if you're playing uh, arcade games, how does it run? Yeah. It runs yeah, beautifully. So, like, it really what, does. What do, yeah. we, what do we want it to be? Like what's maybe a little bit smaller? I mean, it's, 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 it's a good size. It's a good device. It has Dolby Atmos. It has 4K. What else? Do, what, what are we looking for? Yeah, upgra- upgrading to 8K. People yeah. don't even are. have 4K for the most part. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know what I, I would like to see is a, a new remote yes, sure. for yes. Apple TV. I'm, 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 that I'm all for that, but they're never going to change that. They, they, they love that thing. So, <laughs> yeah, but that remote is horrible. Oh, it is. Um, it's terrible. But, yeah, it's, it's one of the problems that Apple has is that they have these up product update cycles and because it's technology, you feel like it needs sure. to be updated yeah. on a regular basis. The thing is, Apple has decided that regular basis can be as long as two sure. years or longer. Absolutely. But in the, in the world, the tech world we live in, that seems long. And Apple kind of got that ball rolling. Let's not, you know, cut, cut, yeah. uh, whatever, whatever, the, whatever the phrase is. They started that with the iPhone by right, yearly right. upgrades. And everyone followed them, and now they're so we expect everything to be upgraded within twelve months, and sometimes it just doesn't need it. For a company doing the annual updates helps you know keep sales up. It's a way to maintain a sales uh, cycle. And I don't think that putting Apple TV Plus on other devices and services is a sign that they're losing focus on their own. I think it's a, you know it's a good thing. You want as many people as possible to get under the tent when you're launching when when you're launching a streaming service. Same thing with Apple Music. Yeah. You know, it's on it's on Android phones. So that's not necessarily a sign that they're losing focus on the iPhone. It's just that they want more people to subscribe. Good. Yeah. Go ahead. We got some uh, reader comments about the bug fix updates for iOS thirteen. <laughs> so iOS thirteen came out, what, not even two weeks ago? Yes. And then yeah. iOS 13.1 came out like days after iOS 13. And then there was another update that came out not too long after the 13.1 update. So <laughs> at Sugar Glider Dude says, by the time it's totally fixed, we will be at version iOS 13.99.99. Keith Stanley uh, said, good Lord, Apple, get it together. This is the fourth update you've released in the past 12 days, and my phone is getting tired of updating so much. 
And Sandeep Roy simply says it reminds him of iOS 8. So one thing that I think it's important to keep in mind is that, remember, iOS 12 was a bug fix. That was what they were mainly focused on. We actually have some new features. In I- we have a, technically, we have an entirely new operating system with iPad OS 13, which was, funny enough, a lot more stable in the beta than iOS 13. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, yeah, iOS 13 was actually very unstable during the beta. Uh, apps went a long time without working, that kind of thing. So we were all expecting this, and that was why we were surprised at 13.1 which was in beta before the actual release of 13 didn't just become you know the iOS 13 you know point blank release but uh, I, I would say that that Apple did get a little bit more ambitious this time around so you know it, you know coming from last year which was always intended to be a smooth release I you know cut them some slack yeah this is very much a damned if you do damned if you don't scenario because right. if, if right. let's say they would have delayed <laughs> iOS 13. People would have lost their minds. So they gave you the best version they could and then updated it four days later with a more stable version. And then two days later with the the version that fixed those bugs. So which would you rather have? Either either you wait two weeks, you get a a release (laughs) that has a bunch of bugs that don't fix for a month, or you update your phone three times a week. I don't think it's so bad. And then you yeah. got all the editorials saying, oh, has Apple lost its oh, I think so. I, 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 I'm never going to be mad at my phone for giving me an update, ever. Yeah. That's what I have. I told a friend who complained to me, and he's probably listening to this. I said, at least they're up- yes. uh, updating. Yes. Yeah. That, in fact, I wrote, a, I wrote an article today about things I miss and things I love from switching to, from Android for a couple of weeks. And that was one of the things that I love is updates. Good. Yes. Bring them. Give them to me. I want them all. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, that just about does it for this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 670. Uh, You can subscribe to the podcast via iTunes through SoundCloud or on Spotify. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com. Or you can contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on Facebook. Join us next week as we talk about the latest news and happenings in the world of Apple. See you all next week. Bye-bye. 